Let us pray for illumination. O God, as the scriptures are read and the gospel proclaimed, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to see your truth, and open our hearts to receive your grace. Amen. Our reading today is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What gain had the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds, yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all their toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done this so that all should stand in awe before him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already is. And God seeks out what has gone by. This is the war of the Lord. Well, we've had our Old Testament lesson from Ecclesiastes. Now look at our gospel lesson from the 10th chapter of Luke. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, a rock 
and our Redeemer. Reading this passage in Luke's Gospel always reminds me of two true stories, one of which I was there for and the other I heard about from someone who was there. Once upon a time, there was a hostess who prepared a wonderful holiday dinner for her big family and several guests. Every place at the table was set just right. Every dish was well prepared and marvelously delicious. The dinner conversation was scintillating and avoiding all those controversial subjects. It was perfect, almost. But you know what was missing from that ideal dinner table? The hostess. She was off in the kitchen, frantically preparing a hollandaise sauce to go on the fresh steamed broccoli. The problem was that when the hostess showed up with her sauce, the broccoli was all gone and the meal was over. She missed it. Now the other story that happened in a very different kind of family event. A much-loved senior in the family had died. The family gathered at the home, then at the church, finally at the cemetery on a bitterly, bitterly cold day. One of the little children had not felt so well, but in the commotion of dealing with a family's deep loss and the chaotic activity involved in feeding and housing a crowd of folks, the little girl's problem had not come to her mother's attention until after the funeral, the mama happened to feel the child's forehead and said, child, you are burning up. She rushed her daughter to the nearest doctor's office because the icy roads to Raleigh were too dangerous to travel that day. She rushed in with her sick child in the doctor's office only to be informed by the, you know how some folks with a little petty authority get to be kind of petty? No, the doctor will not be seeing your child today. He is too busy. He's got too many patients. He's too booked up. And then that little girl witnessed the superpower of a mother of a very sick child. <laughs> yes, he certainly will. <laughs> and you know how that story turned out. The doctor did see the little girl, got her the medicine she needed, and avoided the wrath of that super mom. And for that matter, the little girl grew up to be a wonderful mama just like her own. He brought super mom with we have super mom at church with us today. <laughs> well, you could say now, you could say, reading a story like this, there are two kinds of people in the world, those who divide the world into two groups and those who don't. I don't think the point of this story about Mary and Martha in the Gospel of Luke, I don't think it's an invitation for us to identify ourselves and everyone else as either you're a Mary and you're a Martha, but first, consider what happened in this story. That first verse we read tells us Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. She extended hospitality to Jesus and the disciples. The next verse we read, Martha had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened. And next we learn more about Martha, distracted by her many tasks. Well, Martha's not just distracted. 
She's put upon and put out. She's angry, so she decides to go fuss at Jesus and, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me all the work? She even tells Jesus exactly what to do. That's what you call audacious, right? Tell her to help me. But that's not what he does. He answers, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. There's need for just one. Mary chose the better part. Well, admit it now. Not only is this a, a surprise in the story, but don't, don't you feel a little sorry for Martha? If not, you must never have had the experience of feeling that you had done most of the work when somebody who should have been helping out sat around doing nothing useful. But if you've ever helped put on some big shindig involving a lot of preparation, not to mention a lot of cleanup, if you've ever been on a committee where the rest of the group was content to let you do all the work, if you've ever been assigned to a group project only to have some people on that assignment turn in their part at the last minute, if at all, if you've ever been in such a situation, just maybe you have a little sympathy for Martha. Let me put it another way. Have you ever felt like telling somebody, we're going to have to change your nickname to Blister? And then when they ask you to explain, you say, you don't show up till the work's all done. <laughs> but wait, Jesus did not say, you know, now that you mention it, Martha, you're absolutely right. Mary, hop right up and help your hard-working sister. Instead, he said, there's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part. Now, one way to help us understand this story about Martha and Mary can be summed up with what I, a clever phrase I used to hear a lot. A text without a context is a pretext. In other words, we need to consider the context for this story. What had just happened earlier in the 10th chapter of Luke well, just last week, we considered the parable. Remember, a lawyer had asked Jesus what he needed to do to be saved, and then he asked who was his neighbor, and Jesus told that parable of the Good Samaritan and told the lawyer, go and do likewise. And today in the story, Jesus told Martha that Mary had chosen the better path in sitting and listening to Jesus. I believe these two stories tell us that we need balance. In other words, modify what we heard from Ecclesiastes, there's a time to do and there's a time to listen. There's a time for balance. While we do need to do our part on the practical tasks that just need doing, well, for example, if we don't, we won't have much to eat and we have that fellowship meal in two weeks, will we? We need to do our part, but we also need to remember that man does not live by bread alone. Mary and Martha had each found good forms of devotion, but Martha had lost her focus. She got focused on herself, and that's when she got irked with Jesus and with her sister. She had forgotten that real hospitality 
has to be focused on the guest. As the scholar Matt Skinner has written, Martha's problem is that her service, service strays from attending to the rightful object of devotion, the Lord Jesus. Now you remember my friend who missed the family feast because she spent the whole meal in the kitchen making that hollandaise sauce for the broccoli? She had forgotten that the point of the family feast is to feast with the family. Martha forgot that the point of all her work was to show hospitality to her guests. So what is it you and I forget? Some of us tend to forget the doing side of discipleship, the side that tends to the stranger in need as the Good Samaritan had done, or that tends to the needs of friends and family like Martha did. Some of us tend to neglect the merry side of discipleship, the side that devotes time to listening to what Jesus has to say. Did you notice that in our story from the Bible, Mary did not say a single word at all. She was praised for listening. We cannot be good listeners if we get so busy and anxious and distracted like Martha. We need time and discipline to do what the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. And we need to develop a sense of spiritual balance. The world is ever with us, always demanding our time, our energy, our attention. Our phones and tablets and computers, they can be toys to distract us. They can be taskmasters to command us but they can also be tools to help us find what I call merry moments in a Martha world. There's a website, a devotion site called d365.org, D365. It's sponsored by Presbyterians, Baptists, and Episcopalians. Every day they post a devotion with a format of praise, or excuse me, pause, listen, think, pray, and go. Just for example, yesterday, they began by quoting Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus said, look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of the present age. And then they ask, are you free today? God has made time for you. Still your worries and busyness for a moment to receive the gift of grace anew. And then there was the listen section, which quotes our passage from Luke. Jesus answered, Martha, Martha, you were worried and distracted by many things. In the think section is written by a middle school teacher in California who said, so Mary made the better choice, which it turns out was a whole lot less work than whatever the first century equivalent of vacuuming and microwaving Martha was up to. Jesus wasn't concerned about how clean their lives were or what culinary preparations they made to offer him. True devotion to God was simply choosing to be still, to be still in the presence of God. Jesus wanted to visit Martha and Mary in the reality of their lives without some pretense of pious preparation, just to be amid, amidst their daily living. 
Mary visited with God and nothing could take that closeness away from her. It might have been less work for Mary than all of Martha's business, but the life of faith may be much harder. Less work, but still harder. For us, the life of faith is about accepting that God wants to visit and transform us just as we are, unprepared, in the middle of our messy lives. God's grace isn't anything we can work for but when received by faith, it will not be taken from us. And then they had a prayer, so let us pray. Gracious and loving God, help us to receive your grace as a gift, not anything that we can work for, but simply a gift in the middle of the messiness of our lives. Help us see ourselves as you see us and have the faith to be still and to be near you. Amen. Whether in a prayer closet, as in that movie War Room, or in a quiet moment in the dark room, or somewhere with your smartphone, whether it's with that D365 website, or whether it's with the Bible you have read since childhood, I pray that God will help us all find merry moments in a Martha world. Thanks be to God. Don't forget the Martha part, but remember to find those merry moments in this Martha world. Now may the God of creation and restoration give you confidence in the daily tasks that are set before you. May the God of love and compassion assure you of your heritage as a child of God. May the God of guidance and inspiration mold you in God's image. And may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be with you and remain with you today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Amen.